From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines, to music, to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hey guys, it's been a while, but we're back with season four. Uh, We hope that you've been doing okay. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We hope that you're all keeping safe and that you've made it through uh, this difficult time. Well, we're we're still in it, but we hope that you've been been doing well, basically. And uh, yeah, so we went on a pretty long hiatus obviously you've noticed and part of that was actually because of the pandemic and we didn't know how to safely record uh, so we decided to take a long hiatus but we're both vaccinated which is why we're doing this Mm -hmm. um you know because we can afford to at this moment we're both quite paranoid about being masked up and we're the types of people that have like multiple types of sanitizer everywhere we go and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing so um yeah we decided to come back um i was just telling eddie that i don't want this entire season to basically be the pandemic podcast basically yeah. <laughs> um although we do acknowledge that it's a very very we're taking it very very seriously, seriously over absolutely. here and you know we acknowledge how difficult it's been for everyone including us it's yeah, been some rough it's, it's days been tough. Um, it's been really really tough. messing with my mental etc yeah, etc yeah, yeah. you know i know lots of people who have experienced devastating loss um and all that so but we're trying to bring some levity we were coming with the music yeah. the, the levity the what the f's the what all, exactly all and also some knowledge some knowledge so um it feels good to be back, actually. I'm, we're, I'm, we're, I think I speak for we're both quite nervous. Yeah, actually. for some reason. Um, <laughs> it's like doing it for the first time. So bear with us for the, I guess, new jitters, like, you know, but let's do this. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do, do this. We've missed Absolutely. all of you. Hope you're all well, hanging in there at the very least. And uh, I guess we're yeah, ready just, to go. Just get to oh. it. I'm Peaches. If you're listening yes, for the first, for the first time, then I'm Eddie. So. Yes. Nice <laughs> to meet you. And let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, then. So <clears throat> we're in the news. And in a recent rather bizarre headline, of course, concerning the we must build this do or ah, die cathedral. The cathedral. The mere mention of cathedral just makes Eyes my pressure go up. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So our finance minister um, uh, was doing a mid-year review budget statement. And at some point, he decided that it was it was a good idea to tell the parliamentarians and to tell Ghanaians that they should donate hundred cities a month towards the building of the cathedral. Now, there are so many things wrong with this. First of all, we're in the middle of a pandemic. People have lost their jobs. People have lost uh, loved ones. People cannot put one and one together to make a meal happen. People cannot afford masks. So, so that in itself is very insensitive. You cannot come in the middle of a pandemic and ask people to donate money to a cathedral, which was supposed to be a private initiative by a man who was wanted to be president forever. Which he claimed rubbish. would ne- Ghana's money wouldn't. Then not he? Yeah, 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 like we were not going was, to have to pay for it. That it was his, his own personal passion project exactly, or whatever he said. That when he becomes president of the United States, he's going to do something about building Ghana, a cathedral. Not United he, States. Sorry, of Ghana. <laughs> he wishes. 
wishes of Ghana, <laughs> then he will do this thing to honor whatever, whatever. I think it's absolutely insensitive, and I think it's actually quite disres- disres- disrespectful. Now, there are, there, are, there are myriad of issues that we have to solve in this country. There are 2,417 schools which are under trees. You cannot have a situation mm. like, like that in a country and ask people to donate money for a cathedral. It just doesn't make sense. There, is, there, has been, there have been talks about food shortage in secondary schools, and there have also been talks about a, food short, a, a looming food shortage in Ghana. Mm. And I could actually comment on that because at some point, a couple of months ago, there was a shortage, shortage of maize. You'd oh, really? go, Yeah, you'd go to the market, look for maize, and they'll tell you that there's absolutely no maize. My aunt, who works with a Greek and all that, she also said, the poultry farmers were complaining that they could not get food for, for their the food. feed yeah, for the chicken. For the chicken. Hmm. It's absolutely ridiculous. You cannot have these things and then think it's okay to come and say, oh, you people donate because we're doing this, this, this massive thing that is good for, for all of us, right? Terrible road networks. Hmm. Every, almost every day now you hear there's an accident on the Kumasi Highway. There's an accident over here. Uh, people are speeding. The roads are not good enough. And um, I just think that we have our priorities all the way screwed up. There also, there've also been a lot of crime-related stories, mm-hmm. ritual killings, people mm-hmm. are killing women, people are killing kids, people are, are doing all sorts of very weird things. So for you to come and say that this is, you, th- you think this is a good time for you, for people to donate is really, really horrible. And especially when this finance minister had the money to travel outside of the country and go and seek medical help when he wasn't mm-hmm. feeling well. Mm-hmm. Like this is like, I just, I just really feel that this is an insult. It is. Somebody who might not even be earning up to, I don't know, 2,000, 3,000 CDs. You've uh, even them, gone far. Some people are making 500 CDs. Yeah, and you're asking them to, to and you're asking them to do it monthly. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is wrong with you? I just, I just don't understand. And like I said, the, this cathedral was meant to be a private initiative. Why are you pulling all of us inside? Mm-hmm. Didn't they have to break down some, some, some yeah, judges? Um, judges quarter, are quarters how, is, how does that become a private initiative? Yeah. If, it's, if it's, it's not government, it's not the land for the people of, of, of Ghana, how, how is that okay? These things just really, really make me annoyed because you're, what you're trying to say is that like you're not really thinking about us. No, you're just thinking not. about yourself and what you can do to show, I don't know, whoever that, oh, Ghana, Ghana was able to build a cathedral under the current president. Mm-hmm. It's just absolute rubbish. I'm First sorry. of all, I, mean, I think not... we have a rather beautiful cathedral sitting right there in Asylum Down. It's really what nice. What do we it's, need it's, another one? We don't, for? I mean, when I think of the list of things a country needs, the cathedral is not even in the top hundred. Really, I mean, it's it's superfluous. It is pretty much a, a, a pink elephant or whatever the expression is. Yes. Um, why? And if you're doing it, use, don't ask exactly. Leave us out of it. You've already taken land that is partially mine because I'm a Ghanaian mm-hmm. citizen. Mm-hmm. You know, you broke down. So they have to rehome the judges at our cost. It's not him going to pay for exactly. that. Exactly. And now we should give you, you said you would do it. So please do it and leave us alone. Why like, can't he just build an altar in his house, house and let that be done? <laughs> like, does it, does it have to be so big? Go and make a donation in the yeah, church. And do- why like, does it have to be at the expense of us? Hmm. People, I, I just think also generally people need to be sensitive about the kind of things they demand from us. When we're in the middle of a pandemic, people yeah. have really suffered. Really, really, really. How, how, is, that, how is that okay? 
And you know, I know this is the, the first episode, but then I just yeah. got me so heated when I saw it. I said, you know what? I need to come and talk about it. This is not okay. This is not okay. If you know him, please tell him that. <laughs> this is not okay. It's not okay to say. It absolutely isn't. But he probably knows the kind of people we are. Ghanaians, we are a Christian nation. So mm. people say, oh, yeah, oh, this one, oh, mm, it's very good. Oh, hey, cathedral, God, <laughs> God, oh, yeah. <laughs> As if that's how it you works. And so that's that's my in the news. Rather Thank you for hot, that. A rather hot one, I but you know, we, we we have to do what we have to do. I so. know. <laughs> All right. So mine is um, about the Ghana Education Service. So uh, forgive me in advance. I may get a little riled up here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Ghana Education Service is basically the, what do you call it? The executing arm of the Ministry of Education. So they're in charge of overseeing basically the functioning of all government schools, including um, planning curriculums and whatnot. So in 2019, the Director General of the Ghana Education Service announced sweeping reforms for the curriculum for grades one to six. Um, and that was to be for that. 2019 to 2020 academic year and these including included changes in the number of subjects the kids do um he proclaimed that it was to bring the Ghanaian student to the modern era something 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 you know some combination of words Mm -hmm. where you're just like okay sir well it's been three years now and almost in the end of 2021 and the Ghana National Association of Teachers GNAT has complained and complained and complained, and this time, for the last time, complained that they are yet to receive textbooks for this new curriculum and a curriculum itself. Like, you can't just announce you're changing the curriculum without providing yeah. the actual updated curriculum. So, after talking about it for so much, so, you know, complaining bitterly, obviously, because they're expected to teach with, with literally no textbooks and no curriculum details outlined, um, allegedly, the Ghana, the GS instructed them to abandon the new curriculum what? and then go back to the old curriculum. Now, first of all, when they made this announcement in 2019, um, printers of, of government textbooks and everything were extremely upset because mm. they said they were given no forenotice or forewarning that the curriculum was going to be updated and they had already started printing the books <sighs> In anticipation, in anticipation of the new school year, and therefore there were literally thousands of books Waste that of they money. were thank Waste you, of money. now being told were invalid because they were based on a, a now outdated curriculum. So that was already a problem sitting there. Only to find out that multiple, like years, it's twenty twenty. You announced this in twenty nineteen, it's twenty twenty one or ending, and still nothing to show for it. So now they, they've said, go back to the old cur- curriculum. And once that got out, then, of course, here come, you know, the GS again, announcing that they ne- they didn't tell them, they didn't say anything of the sort that they should go back to the old curriculum, but they're still in the process of sorting things out and so on and so forth. I mean, honestly, uh, it's just a- you know, I, I just, the Ghana Education Service has, has, has a, like, there's no, well, I shouldn't say no. Because every, you know, government agency in this country will, will get your blood pressure going. <laughs> yeah. But they've been fooling extra hard this year. It seems that they decided this year we are going to display. So you would think that they would have the time to sort those things out. But another thing they're up to is harassing a teacher who had gone viral. So his mm. name is Ora Hotish. Mm. 
Oracle Joe Hottish. Now, sometime in, let me just check this, 2018, he went viral because pictures came out of him teaching Microsoft Word oh. in ICT class to, right. a, to a bunch of, for, to a class of kids, and it was in a rural area, and they didn't have any computers, no software. So he drew mm. the Microsoft Word interface Everybody. on a chalkboard and was trying to teach the kids how to use Microsoft Word just from them looking mm-hmm. at it on a chalkboard. So the picture went viral because obviously people were very moved at his mm. dedication to still attempting to, to create something out of nothing. And also the fact that, you know, there are kids in this day and age where at least these ones had a classroom that had a roof. Cause mm-hmm. as Eddie just said, there are thousands of, of schools that are under trees, mm-hmm. but still they're like, how are you supposed to be again, a modern student with with no you know ict facilities at whatsoever so you know once the video went what the pictures went viral he ended up um getting lots of sponsorships mm-hmm. and whatnot including getting the attention of microsoft themselves that oh, wow. donated you know software and um computers even desks chairs and everything so he managed to get two ict labs worth of donations from various sources and microsoft also invited him to a um educator summit in singapore so wonderful story right you would think well apparently the ges were upset that he embarrassed them and decided they would punish him by one uh, trying to stonewall him, him going to the conference at all because he had to get them to sign off on oh. his invitation letter. And apparently his direct superior refused. The one above her refused. And he had to end up getting some headmaster in a different school to put his neck on the line and say, I've signed it for you, go. And apparently when he went and came back, they, they told him that he has left his post without permission for two weeks and whatnot. And the second thing they tried to do to him is block his nomination as a teacher of the year. Can you imagine? Somebody who's trying to make the, the, the lives of children better. better. Look at what you're doing. And this Look, is so typical of this country. It is. You try to it do is. something right. It was the same with... Sorry, I just have to butt in. The same with the food shortage thing matter. People were, I mean, people were calling and telling the, the, on the radio that there's a food shortage. They, they, they came out and said, no, there's no food shortage. They've gone to do their inspection. There's absolutely nothing. And people were saying that if they, they mention the schools that they're from, they're afraid of what's going to happen mm. to them. So they're not going to mention their schools. It's ridiculous. What, what kind of behavior is it? We, we, it's such an immature petty vindictive way and then the kids are the ones suffering so between you playing um cha-cha with the 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 school curriculum mind you again we're talking about government schools correct so Mm -hmm. if you have you know you're of a certain social standing your kids most likely in private school Mm -hmm. they're not dealing with any of this nonsense Mm -hmm. because they're not under you know you know they're not subject to well, some oversight, but not complete oversight yeah. from, from the GS. So it's only the poor kids who already cannot afford to be left behind any further. There's already an education gap between those of social class, let's say mm. middle and up, and then working class, poor class. And then they keep tossing them up and down, tossing them about. And the few people that try and take initiative to make a change, they get hammered down. Why? It's all about optics. They don't yes. care about, it's all about Listen, optics. Listen, honestly, I'm not even going to, people, so, people have accused me of always 
the same thing. Oh, things are bad, but why do you have to talk about it? You know, people are listening from How all over the world. How would they get better if Thank you don't you. talk about it? But that is a fact of the matter. We are obsessed with superficiality. Mm-hmm. Just the appearance. I, I've said this before. We like sexy headlines. <laughs> sexy headlines. But there's no substance, no Absolutely willing to nothing. get your hands in the dirt, get mm-hmm. dirty and get the job done. And when people do, they're like, oh, how can your first thing be, why did you embarrass us and how? show the condition? Um, and he's like, how can you be trying to, who would be, why do you think? That? So he said his teacher of the year nomination, they asked him, what has he achieved oh. as a teacher? And he's like, um, where you been? Because <laughs> everybody else seems to know what I what did. I did. It's like, yeah. I provided two classrooms maybe like 60 computers 60 desks um microsoft you know suite for the kids i mean i don't understand what you know and he didn't get it he didn't get yeah, it yeah that's the thing you, you complain you say something you're going to be it's going to be the end you know. of you yeah and he sat on it until recently because there's a hashtag going around fix the gs because people are tired mm. and that's when he you know took the hashtag and was like let me tell you what I went through myself, because you think it was just this, you know, Cinderella story. Mm-mm. Absolutely horrible. Because they want to, do, it's always the government. And this is not NPP, NDC. No. They're, they're basically, they're the same. It's always about what, what can we, what can people say about us that yes. we've done? It's not when, if it's an individual, we want to be the ones to, for people to be able to say, oh, we did this, we did that. It's not right. Hmm. Are you here for the people? Are you here yeah. for the optics? Come on. Even the abandon the curriculum thing, they came out and said, we didn't tell them to go back. Obviously, they have to go back to the old curriculum because you're holding them up. So they said it underground, but you're not supposed to tell anyone that they said it. What is all this? It's a mess. What is all that? This country is a mess. I don't know. Anyway, oh God, I thought I was going to start this episode really light. (laughs) No, straight into it. You've got to tell the truth. Anyway, so I think this has been a bit long as well, but Mm, whatever. It needed to be said. There's so much that has happened. Loads and loads and loads. All right. Okay. And with that, we're on to songs of the week. So I've got two songs for you today. The first one is from an Ethiopian artist called Meklit. And she features another Ethiopian artist called Samuel Yerga. And the song is called Kemekem. Now, um, she, Meklit makes um, Ethio jazz songs. That's what, what it was described as. And in Kemekem, she's, Kemekem is basically an ode to Afro hair. And it also happens to be an interpretation of a, a traditional Ethiopian song. And Kemekem happens also to be a slang term in Amharic for freshly mown grass. So, and then, so here it is applied to be a perfect Afro. And it's basically a love song to a person with an Afro. I thought Yay, that was really, that's that's so really beautiful. Yes. And yeah, the song is really, really nice. I happen to like Ethiopian music. I remember talking about Teddy Afro, I think. Mm. And uh, Meklet is also a beautiful artist Kemekem is a beautiful song the video is also actually really really cool so you should check that out Meklet uh, featuring Samuel Yerga and the song is Kemekem and oh before I forget and one of the lyrics in the song translates to you with a beautiful afro you're delicious like injera you know, injera mm, it is and delicious sweet, uh, yes <laughs> and sweet like tej tej is honey wine Ethiopian honey wine so that's also Aww. really really yeah really really, really sweet Right, and the second song that I have for you is from one of my favorites, Jules. I absolutely, absolutely love him. I think he's brilliant. And he made a song with Niniola. We've also talked about her before. And the song is Love Me. 
Now, like I said, I haven't, I personally haven't heard a bad song from Jews from the first time I talked about Tiff Tiff. He's got the Guan with Burner Boy, mm-hmm. and then he's got Your Number, King Promise, and Release. The Ojeko EP is absolutely fantastic. And the new Lash is an Nigerian artist. We've talked about her on here before. So you put two talented artists together, and you know they're going to make an absolutely fantastic song. The track has a bit of an um, um, uh, piano. Is that, is that what it's I'm called? Piano. I'm a piano. I'm a piano. I always get confused myself. Oh, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know these things. I'm a piano. A beat backing. So that's absolutely fantastic as well. And the song is going to be on Jules' album, which is which comes out later this year. Mm-hmm. So watch out for that. Absolutely beautiful song. Uh, Love Me by Jules and Niola. So that's the two songs. Meklet, Kemekem, and then Love Me from Jules and Niola. Wonderful. <laughs> okay, so I have three songs this week. And uh, yeah, I'll probably have three songs every episode because <laughs> I can't resist these days. It's so much wonderful music. Um, so because, you know, starting out, I decided to rep Ghana for quite this episode. Well, so two out of the three, uh, songs are by Ghanaian artists. Now the first one is called forever and it's by Jackie. Now, since the song has gone viral, a lot of people may or may not may have heard it, but also you may not. Um, so Jackie's name is actually Jacqueline Achampong. She's 22 years old. Um, she's from Kumasi and she's also the daughter of a very famous high life artist called Nana Champong. And having been surrounded by music her whole life, she always had a passion for it. And, uh, but it wasn't until 2019 that she released her first single, which made some buzz, but it's on her 2020 EP, um, that the song forever is taken off of. And that's what made her shoot to basically instant stardom. I mean, the song has multiple million views on YouTube and so forth. And then she did a remix with an artist called Omale. He's a Nigerian artist. And that even catapulted the song to further fame. So yeah, and it's just a beautiful, she has a really beautiful soft Mm. voice. And it's, you know, sort of a mid-tempo Afrobeat song. And it's really nice. Um, So that's my first song, Forever by Jackie. And the second song is by a sort of uh how do i what do i want to call it a pillar of Ghanaian high life mm-hmm. called jewel Aka. the oh, song yeah. is called onipa dasini what does onipa dasini even mean mankind, mankind? mankind? i don't know i'm exactly <laughs> so jewel Aka was a le- again a legendary high life artist who rose to fame in the 80s and 90s he was born in Azim in 1945 with aspirations of being a professional footballer so he did play at the semi-pro level for some years and ended up um, working at a shipping company because, of course, Axim, I think he was in Takrade doing mm-hmm. that. But he couldn't resist the lure of music and joined a dance band as a drummer. And he was soon discovered by another legendary uh, music producer called Ebo Taylor. Oh, oh yeah. I love Ebo Taylor. Ah, see, yeah. <laughs> I love Ebo yeah. so much. <laughs> And so, under the tutelage of Ebo Taylor, um, Joaka released his first album in 1974. And since then, he's collaborated with so many of our famous, respected artists, from Pat Thomas to CK Man. And he had accumulated a body of work of 27 albums by the time he passed in 2018. And some in multiple hit songs, including this one, Onipa Dasini, uh, which was released in 1995. So that's my second song, Onipa Dasini by Joe Aka. And then my third song uh, basically is like one that 
kind of helped me through. I guess that's my theme song for mm. the pandemic. And it's called Lockdown by oh. Coffee. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, no need to reintroduce the good sis, Coffee. I think we've talked about her on the in here. And, um, you know, that's my little sis in my head. I love her so much. And I think since the last time we featured her, she won a Grammy for reggae album. First female to do that. So, shout outs to Coffee. And uh, she's from Spanish Town, Jamaica. And I think she's what, 21, which is very young. And of course, her amazing music, her NPR Tiny Desk, highlight, lit, wonderful, amazing, check it out. And so this song came out in July 2020, and we may actually have been on lockdown when the song came out. So, and the song talks about what will, you know, just enjoying oneself, like dreaming of what we'll do the minute we can go outside kind of thing. (laughs) And it's also mixes in like basically finding a bit of a summer bay and just vibing. (laughs) And it's so cute, so sweet. And it kind of helped me through some dark days. Mm. So those are my three songs, Forever by Jackie, Onipa Dasini by Jewel Aka, and Lockdown by Coffee. Okay, right. And with that, we go straight into What the F. And maybe you may already sense where I'm going to go with What the F, but we, we have to do it. So my What the F today is basically COVID-19. I just... I'm just... Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. So I, I think we can safely say that the greatest What the F in the past year and a half or two years has been COVID. No doubt about it, right? So the last time, I think the last episode we recorded for season three, I remember talking about... COVID-19. It had just started. There were about nine cases. Hmm. There were rumors that it started from a snake. Oh, oh we didn't know. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know what was going to come. You know, we're like, ha, 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 ha. It's far away in Asia. Well, nothing's going to happen. Hmm. Now look where we are. So September 2021, and here we are. Now, so many people have lost friends and parents and kids and loved ones and colleagues, and the list is really endless. And in my bit, bit to to educate people on COVID-19, I've had the most absurd things. <laughs> but do you know anyone who has died from COVID? Why are you doing it? Someone even told me, why are you doing advertisement for COVID? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, what's for the corona is gone. What's for the corona mm-hmm. is gone. I can't even get money to buy food. So how do you, why should I buy a mask? Granted, that, that may be true. There are people who cannot afford, so that, that's okay. Oh, as far as the uh, God is with us, so the corona, oh, <laughs> nothing, 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 nothing. I can't breathe when I wear the mask. For me, I don't wear the mask. Now, some of these are valid concerns. Can I interrupt yes, with the yes. craziest excuse Mm-mm. for no masking mm-hmm. I've heard? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wear a mask because it gives me pimples. Oh, my God. This is what somebody said. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather have somebody, pimples oh, than get coronavirus? That they're not going to wear a mask because they get maskne, which it actually has a name because it's very common. <laughs> maskne. maskne. Okay. okay. I'm just like, first of all, get this, change them more frequently. Probably that's why you keep, mm. it, you keep recycling the same mask over and over. <laughs> Wash the damn thing or buy a box of disposable masks. Because this is not somebody who the argument for not being able to, to mm, afford mask. a mask is valid. I'm just like, I don't understand the logic here. I, like I You'd either. rather possibly get sick or infect people you love than get some pimples. Really? Mm. That's absurd. And like I said, some of these are valid concerns. You may not be able to breathe properly through this through the mask, but you rather want to not breathe properly than not breathe at all. So you, you know what? Just wear the mask. However, I'm saying that if we individually don't make an effort into curbing this, this is going to be with us for a very, very long time. And unfortunately, there are too many anti-vaxxers. There are too many people who just trivialize it. And it's 
it's even made worse by the fact that here in Ghana, I guess the death rates have not been as astronomical as in other places. Mm-hmm. Of course, we, we all know that the numbers are underreported. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Yep. The numbers that you see being churned out there are not, are not the, the correct numbers. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. But um, I just think we haven't made enough effort. I mean, some of us, we really try. Like, we wear our masks hmm. every single time we leave. Vaccinated Even or not, double have, masks like, sometimes. I've always worn my mask. If somebody's coming to the house, if somebody knocks on the gate, I'm wearing my mask each and every time. If somebody comes inside the house, I'm wearing a mask. Unfortunately, people in leadership positions have not always done that. The government, mm-hmm. churches radio stations, event organizers have all added to the rising cases. You go have an event and just sprinkle a bit of, yeah, COVID put strictly... Oh, it will uh, be. And, for, and you get there and there's nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. I've seen images of people at parties bunched up together Shouting. and nobody is wearing a mask and I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. Like, why are people so dumb? And you know, if I may interject, mm-hmm. even if you have some concerns about taking the vaccine, those are, you know, valid. Yes, some absolutely. of them, the RNA ones, it's ex- experimental, you know, um, you know, DNA, you don't know what it's going to do. Um, the other ones are attenuated, mm-hmm. you know, it's your typical, they take the virus, sort of weaken it, weaken and, it and, and put, it, put it in you or whatever it is. But, um, you know, if you have concerns about reacting to it, whatever, sure, sure, Mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, I still think, you know, getting a fever from a vaccine is better than being on a ventilator somewhere or whatever. If you don't want to take the Johnson, whichever one is the RNA, I get, but the mask, what, okay. So what is the problem of the mask? Why? Why? What's the issue? Why? And then later, I've seen so many videos later that people say, if I had known, I would have gotten the vaccine. Do you have to get ill before you know that it's important to wear a mask? Why are people at like this, this point? Honestly, if you were an anti-vaccine, you get current. Please die in peace. I don't want to see your little <laughs> video online about guys. Here I am in the hospital. Blah blah blah. Just die quietly. I mean, because you 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 know we don't need your cautionary tale. It's twenty twenty one again. We've been in this thing for about two years now. There's nothing you don't no, know at this point, and you then you hear people say. Oh, when I did my research, I found out that actually it's not that it's not that it's not that dangerous. It's just the flu. It's just like having the flu. Blah 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 blah. blah. Do you know how expensive it is to have COVID? Hmm. Have you ever talked to somebody who's had COVID and they've had to spend thousands of CDs on oxygen mass, oxygen tanks, thousands of CDs on medication, and it not that's not even that. If you get better, what about long COVID? Yes. Do you really want to be suffering for the rest of your life? Why don't you just prevent it if you can? Granted, not, not everybody who gets COVID, it, it's, it's, it's a fault of theirs. That, that's true. Mm-hmm. But you want to do everything that you possibly can to prevent not getting COVID. I don't know how hard that is. I, I don't get it myself. Because again, like Eddie said, post-viral fatigue at the very least is real. Long symptoms of it. Yeah, because I know lungs, people, eyesight, eyesight. I have a friend it. whose eyesight is permanently damaged. He had to go and change his prescription because he got COVID and he couldn't see the same way. Again, it's permanent, you know, permanently. You know, some people do not, they can't, you know, one of my friends was also saying, he can't even wash his car anymore. Like he'll stop halfway exhausted. And then exhausted, Yeah. You know, permanently, this these symptoms do not go away. Kidney damage, permanent brain damage, permanent. So, 
Mm, I can, let me let me. When people in leadership are out doing their things on mask and things, if you with your five hundred CD salary <laughs> are following them, then there's something wrong with you. Because when it happens, when push comes to shove, they have money to take a ticket and leave the country. Do you do you, can you do that? By the time you go and take a COVID test, all your money is gone. Mm, all your money is gone. gone. Now. To those of us who are vaccinated, are you vaccinated? Oh, great. Do know that if you're vaccinated, you can still spread coronavirus to somebody who is not vaccinated. So yeah. you can still kill somebody. So you still need to mask up. Still need to mask up. Still need to mask up. Don't take that as an opportunity. Because you're, you're vaccinated, don't take that as an opportunity to be reckless and just to be gallivanting everywhere, just doing whatever you want because, hey, you're free. Be careful. Be careful. Some of you have parents who are old and who have conditions. You may be vaccinated. They may be vaccinated, but they could also fall seriously ill. Like, I, I think, like, people don't really get what it is. Mm. It's a vaccine. Because I, I remember, sorry, I keep interrupting mm. you, but somebody said, if, uh, if I've gone vaccinated, why do I still have to wear a mask? Mm. I'm like, uh, do you know what the vaccine does? Like, I think that's it. And I also think, I think there's, there's been a bit of failure on education or, or, or telling us what, I think initially, I don't think enough education was done. But, but he, people, people keep also saying that they're fed up of hearing about Corona and this and that. And but, but you have to tell so them. So it's like, okay, you, you claim to have heard too much about it, but, but somehow you, don't know you still don't know. Yeah, I don't I, <laughs> Yeah, so all I'm really saying is, listen, I want to be able, like, I don't go out. I don't go meet up with people. I've met peaches like only twice since yeah. the pandemic, since yeah. 2000 beginning, like twice only, hmm. because that's how careful we are. I, I want to be able to go out again. I want to be able to go out on dates and have fun and do things. But I don't do that because I'm just too scared. I'm just too scared. It's Yes, I'm vaccinated, but the fear is still there. So please, for the love of God or, what, or whoever you worship, please be careful out there. Continue to wear your masks. Continue to use your hand sanitizer. And if somebody tells you there's no COVID, just give them a hot <laughs> one. No, I'm joking. No violence. No. But please just educate them that, yeah, this is not the way to go and that's my what the thank you so much for saying that (laughs) all right so i'm changing gears completely like i said i had planned for this episode to be kind of light and breezy so (laughs) this my what the f this week should reflect that hopefully Mm -hmm. so my what the f is on wedding finance shenanigans oh boy (laughs) now again because so much time has passed and i keep trying to keep track of stories that interest me Mm -hmm. they're always like almost every subject i have combines multiple stories Mm -hmm. around the same topic but for what, what got me interested in doing that this week is that a couple sent out invites for their weddings with a bit of a twist. Now, in the RSVP section that you send back, it prompted you to declare the value of your wedding gift because they, um, depending on the value of your gift, you get access to different meal options. Mm. <laughs> and there were four tiers. There was a loving tier, silver tier, okay. gold, and platinum. And uh, so loving was if your the value is up to $250. This is in America, by the way. Uh, silver was um, 250 to 500 gold was 500 to a thousand and platinum was a thousand upwards and um, just to give you an example on the loving tier um, you asked you you get options of roast chicken and swordfish <laughs> but if you were to be on the gold tier then you get lobster or filet mignon <laughs> now listen 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 to me carefully yeah 
if you don't have money, the wedding is not by force. It's not by force. That is the one sentence uh, topic statement here. If you don't have the money, is not by force. A wedding is not an airline ticket where, <laughs> or a concert ticket where you're going to have VIP section, yeah. uh, VVIP section, owner's booth access with champagne. Or mm. Why? It's, I feel like it's so rude. Like, are you campaigning for... Like, what is the idea of your wedding? Is it not for us to come yeah, witness your, your yeah, union and then, and then you're obliged to feed us only because we've been there for five hours or whatever it is, then we <laughs> dance and go home. If you don't want people to come eat up your food without bringing nothing, don't do that. I like, I don't, I genuinely, I'm not understanding why people are, are insisting upon these kind mm. of things. Do you know what I hate the most about weddings? When the bride tells the bridesmaids or whoever that they have to go buy their own things. Or oh, they, yes. Hey. I think that is very stupid. No, that really? has to be your wedding. Bone if, straight weave. No, go and no, buy. No, 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 everybody no, no, has no. to have a weave. If you are having the wedding, you should be able to provide all those things for the bridesmaids and the... And the why do I have to spend... What about if I don't have money? Yes. Then what am I supposed to do? That's why I think apparently bride, bridesmaids, mm-hmm. brides, wedding stuff, it becomes a nightmare, mm-hmm. burden, mm-hmm. friendships are ended nah, over this. It's because rude. It's yes. rude. How do you tell me? Why should I go and buy new shoes, new suit, new clothes, new hair? Because you are getting... No. And that's not even about... It's not about, about friendship or something. If you really love your friend, you wouldn't ask them to yes. do such a thing. Unless your, your bridesmaids and say that that is their gift to you. I'm buying my own outfit. That's mm-hmm. how I'm going to you know, support your wedding. But otherwise, mm. you can't put such a financial it's burden so by on force. It's so by yes. force. Like, you have to. And there was another couple also, and this is also just this week, that um, made, it was it was in jest, but I'm like, you know how they're like, they're joking, but they're, but they're not, not really joking. Mm. They said they were going to send invoices to everybody who RSVP'd to their wedding and didn't show up. Mm. And so it was a value of the meal that went to waste, um... And so they're going to send it that they owe them the money. It's again, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Again, you go, if you're doing a wedding, you have to, uh, unforeseen circumstances occur. That's why All half the time, the, time yeah. the damn bride is late. Anyway, are mm. we going to charge you for the <laughs> for time late. we send sitting around in the hot ass church? No, you have to uh, plan for redundancies. And if it's going to pain you that, let's say 10 people didn't come and you lost your 2000 again. Go down they to the courthouse. Run off down to the courthouse with you and your little immediate family or whatever it is, and you and the ten people you love the most have some little dinner. Yeah, and end that's is the there. end. That's, for me, the that's the perfect. Is not by force. <laughs> is not by force. Please. Did you see the thing on Twitter as well? Mm-mm. There was some guy. He went viral on Twitter because he said that. You know, he got married and his, his, his bride to be his, well, fiance at the time mm. was insisting that they get married at the Kempinski Hotel. Oh, yes, I saw Which is like one, one of the most expensive hotels I in saw Ghana. It, I saw it. This guy said he makes 2,000 CDs a month. And then right? he went to get his, I don't know, his socials. I don't know. I, I forgot. He the got, test. so he, what he, and then the wedding package was like, what, 70,000, 80,000 or something. So he said he was like, oh, can you wait? I don't have the money right now. I should be getting a bonus at work. <laughs> mm. And she's like, no, we have to do it now. So this guy went to get a loan for 50000 or something like that in anticipation of being able to pay back once he got his bonus at work. They went and did this wedding only for his job to announce yeah. that because the pandemic yeah, is so mm. not, nobody's getting bonuses this year. Now this boy owes somebody 50,000 CDs when he makes, what, 2,000 CDs a month. And so apparently he said he went to talk to his wife about it. And she said, ah, first of all, you didn't tell me you went to get a loan. And secondly, it's not my problem now. You, you, you took it upon yourself 
to do this. And he's like, but you said you wanted this wedding. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, stop putting yourself in these terrible situations, mm. um, wasting all your life savings and everything for, for a few for, hours, for a few hours of, and, and you yourself know that half the people that come are only coming to judge outfits and, eat and, and what they're wearing. Packaging. Restricted, packaging. thank you, oh. to the people that you know truly want to be there because they love you and whatever it is. And cut your coat according to your cloth. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Good okay. All right. And with that, we're on to two pesos. Now, for my two pesos today, I will be shamelessly promoting my food blog. Yes, let's giving do you it. Some let's do bits it. And bits. So, in case you've been living under a rock, I have a food blog. We turned I, the food blog turned one on the fourth of September. Happy so, birthday! Thank you, ginger and sea salt. Ginger and sea salt. Make sure to subscribe. All the all the, all the, all the <laughs> on YouTube so, and on Instagram. Yes, on TikTok as well. On Pinterest. On Pinterest. So check that out. So I'm expecting to see, you know, increasing number of subscribers after this episode. So you know what to do. So here are a few lessons that I have learned so far. You're going to need a lot of grit. Now, as somebody who is doing the cleaning, the cooking, the filming, the editing, basically doing everything yourself, you're going to need a lot of energy. And if you have other things to do on the side or other things you have to take care of, then this becomes really, really exhausting. What I'm going to say is, if you need a break, take a break. Otherwise, this is this thing is just going to break you down mentally. I've been there. I've had I've had moments where I'm just like, you know what? I'm tired. Like I really, I'm really truly exhausted, and I I really don't want to do this thing. And it's been only about a year. So at that point, you just sort of have to take a break. The good one good thing is that I tend to plan ahead. So I have a content calendar with all the things that I want to do. And I try to film ahead so that if next week I don't feel like doing anything at all, I can just push out the content. So that is very helpful. Two, cooking by measurement. Now, I've been cooking for a very long time. And in my personal and general cooking, I don't cook by measurements. Unless I'm baking something specific, you will not find me measuring 200 grams, 300 liters, whatever. But cooking for people is not the same as writing out recipes for other people to follow. If so, if you're if somebody wants to follow a Ghanaian recipe and the person is non-Ghanaian, for example, mm. and they have absolutely no clue of what to do, you're going to have to give them some sort of a guide. So even though in your home, if you're making your jollof, you're not going to measure anything, you're going to want to give that person a bit of a guide so that once they get it, they can decide to sort of, you know what, um, tweak it slightly. So Can what, I interrupt? Yes, real yes, quick? yes, yes, of course. So I read this really funny thing online where mm-hmm. somebody said that, oh, black people, it was just about black people in general, mm-hmm. it wasn't specific to Africans, but it included everybody. Mm-hmm. They don't use measurements, no. they just pour mm-hmm. until the ancestors whisper, <laughs> that's enough. Absolutely. And you stop there. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, nobody uses measurements. No, you just no. pour and you just know instinctively, like, that's, that's enough. That's enough, yeah. And so um, for a lot of recipes, uh, recipes that I have been cooking for a long time, I don't need to, I don't need to measure, but if I'm putting it out on the blog, then I have to sort of reverse it. So if I'm going to now cook it, I'm going to have to measure, okay, this is what I usually use, note it down, usually use, note it down, and then sort of test it, and then I can push it out without any problems. If it's a new recipe that I've written, I've never done before, then I will measure before, 
and then tweak as I go until I like the end result. So that's basically something worth noting. I don't know many cultures where people actually measure mm. measure their ingredients before they cook. Especially African, we really don't we really don't cook like that. Number three, I do not care for Europeanizing dishes at mm. all. I don't care for it at all. I think it's absolutely unnecessary. There are many cultures where you have food where you don't necessarily need to say, oh, you need an English name. There's no reason for me to say Agbelikaklo is now cassava, fried cassava, <laughs> ball. It's not necessary. Let people learn what you eat. Let people learn to pronounce what you have. Why do you have to pander to somebody else's, I don't know, because they can't pronounce it. Let them learn it. Right. The same way you learn somebody's very long name or very long food food type, You you shouldn't have to... You shouldn't have to Europeanize it for anything. Now, the downside in that is, for example, if I'm doing my my keyword research, right? So I'm going on Google to see whether people are actually searching for this recipe. Hardly anyone is searching for Abelika. Mm. So at that point, you say, hmm, do I really stop uh, filming this and not write this just because people are not searching for it? I think it's really a fine balance. Mm -hmm. If I really love cooking and then I really love food blog, then I just need to find a fine balance about things that I'm really passionate about and that I will post regardless and then finding those recipes that I can tweak slightly for, for, for recipes that people are actually looking for. Don't sell yourself. Don't sell your soul to the devil. Find a nice balance. The experts who say that if your post is not performing well, you should remove it. I disagree. If mm. I really love something and I really want to share it, I will put it out there. Um. So number four, I love food and I really love experimenting. And it's not basically. It's not because I want to be so different, which is why I will do like a crispy fried garden egg. It's just because I get fed up with food really quickly. And I want variety in my life. So I will try to do something different. So if you've been on my blog, you would have seen like Bambara bean burgers or like I said, crispy fried chicken. Or the other day I made some popcorn and I added some hibiscus. It was really nice and purple. It's just because I want something different. I like variety in my food. Keyword research. That's the one thing that I probably didn't do right in the beginning. I just thought, hey, I've got these beautiful recipes. I'm going to pack them on Pinterest. And then hope that I get some traffic. I should have done my keyword research. So I have to go back to all my other posts and then try and optimize them. The tools used for keyword research are quite, some of them are quite expensive, but there are also some cheaper ones that you can, I I think you can use in the beginning to get where where you are. So I'm by by no means an expert, but if you can avoid some of the things that I did in the beginning, I think it helps. If you've got a food blog you want to start, you've got questions, or just generally just shoot me a message, I'm, I'm happy to help. Now, Corona really did me dirty because I had plans of, you know, like intimate, private events where I cook for people, do some really nice things. But at at this point, like I'm a a bit paranoid about Corona, so I will not be having anybody in my house cooking for anybody until we sort of can figure this whole Corona thing out. And that's about it for me for ginger and sea salt. Find ginger and sea salt on the web. On Instagram, ginger sea salt. On YouTube, ginger and sea salt. On TikTok, and make sure to follow, like, subscribe, blah, 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 all that. Yeah. And that's my two persons. Thank you. Today. And I can personally <laughs> attest to the fact that Edinam is an exquisite cook. So mm. you know, follow along and get your life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my two persons this week, um, I decided to do blatant copying. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I never recovered from the jealousy of her. Um, so the season finale. Oh. Um, <laughs> I watched that this morning just to sort of. Yeah. yeah. So on our season, um, our final episode for last season, Eddie's two pesos segment was random facts about her. And I really loved it. I loved it so much. So I decided I would start this season with 10 random facts about me. Love it. <laughs> okay. So the first one, and you, she'll probably see this coming a mile away. <laughs> I really, really, really hate avocados. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really hate avocados. Like, it is a hill I shall die I on. I love avocados. Any, <laughs> anywhere I see avocados, I will comment. I will hate comment on it. Now, to be honest, it started out just as, you know, some people don't like certain foods, mm. right? And I just didn't like avocados, right? I don't like the color. The, the It's an off-putting shade of green. <laughs> I don't like the texture. Um, I don't like the taste. I just don't like anything about avocados. But I was managing it quietly. And then somehow, over time, avocados became... The official fruit of the internet. <laughs> like, you know, white hipsters, people mm. started going crazy. Now avocados on toast. There's an avocado restaurant somewhere. Avocado ice cream. Avocado awesome. ice cream. I would eat that, honestly. You know, makeup companies are doing avocado themed palettes, whatnot. Please. So at that point, it went from dislike to active Disgusting. hatred. Like, I cannot even, I cannot even describe like it's really it's so irrational because i'm like these this makes me angry when i see people eating i get angry i'm like can you not like it's like it's so you're good oh, with bread and then with an egg and then you sprinkle some deviant and then salt Devi- they must be stopped if you're out there and you'd like to join the army <laughs> please contact me and I let's one see person who could join you. <laughs> what we can do to to eradicate i'm going to start reporting accounts on oh, instagram oh, if i oh. see you display sexualizing avocado I would be so eating it was ill. Disgusting. Anyway, that's point one. Can't stand avocados. Random fact number two, I'm a huge, huge space nerd. Like, super. I'd have probably tried to be an astrophysicist or something, except the math. No. <laughs> it's not math. Thing. It's not math for me. I can't do it. Um, so... <laughs> Anything space related, mm. I just, you know, drink it all up. Mm. I follow NASA, mm. you know, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. So much of my YouTube mm. viewership is just, you know, about planets and things like that. I have a stargazing app on my phone because I'm trying oh. to learn how to identify constellations, even though, you know, uh, light pollution is surprisingly bad considering mm. we don't even have electricity. If you notice, our lights went off <laughs> during the course of this recording. Mm. It came back on. But yeah, somehow light pollution is really bad. So you can't really see that many stars, but I try. Um, I have an alert for the ISS because oh. some at some point during the year, the International Space Station is visible to the naked eye and they'll actually give you an alert for when it's going to pass Ooh, over. So if visibility is good on that day, cloud cover and stuff, you can see it. And it's awesome. And every time it's passing by, I go stand outside. I've gotten my mom to come with me. I pulled another friend. He's like, what is this rubbing? What is this? <laughs> Um, you know, I, a couple of years ago, I volunteered for a, the manned Mars mission, the permanent one I did, even though it was a one way trip and, you know, probably going to die. <laughs> I'm just like, I just want to get out of here. Like I just, you know, that's, you know, people get, I guess, existential awe from mm. like, maybe religion or for me, it's just the idea, like we're sitting here in this room, but like we're on a rock mm. that is hanging in the mm. void of space. 
and like barreling at high speed, mm. but also spinning. Mm. And the whole thing is spinning around the sun. But then every, like, I don't know. It takes my breath away. I, mean, I can't, <laughs> like, I just pause sometimes during the day and I'm just like, we are hanging in space right now. Like, it's crazy to me. I'm like obsessed yeah, with space think about stuff. It. It's, it's like, what? Why is nobody panicking or like <laughs> at least being like, yo, you know? So yeah, random fact number two. Random fact number three, I'm obsessed with the Summer Olympics. Ooh. Really obsessed. Like, I try and watch as much of the Olympics as I can each time. Um, I can, I guess, I've memorized every Olympics, at least since I was born. Mm. Um, I suppose as I get older, I probably won't be able to do it anymore. But mm. I can, you know, let's see. So, Moscow, 1980. These are the Summer Olympics mm. only. Moscow, 1980. LA, 80. No. Seoul, Yeah. Moscow, 1980, LA, 84, Seoul, 88, Barcelona, 92, which is my second favorite Olympics of all time, Atlanta, 96, then we had Sydney, 2000, Athens, 2004, then we had Beijing, 2008, which is my personal favorite Olympics of all time, then after that, um, 2012, we went to London, 2016, we went to Rio. 2020, we went to Tokyo. Oh, wow. 2024, really we're wow. going to Paris. So I have up to 2024. 2028, not sure yet. But yeah, <laughs> obsessed. Like, literally obsessed. Wow. I know the logos. And all. I did not know this. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big Summer Olympics fan. So that's random fact number three. Random fact number four, I love animals. Like, mm. arguably more than people, to be just honest. She's such a like, cute Loki, yes. She's a cute. Oh, she's so cute. I have a little fur baby. Her mm. name is Bella. My she's three... barking at me. I said, Bella, come you know she knows auntie (laughs) my three favorite animals are dogs elephants and horses i have an elephant tattoo probably gonna get more i also like tattoos a lot that's you don't like cats i like tattoos i mean cats cats you don't like cats no (laughs) they're so moody i love like (laughs) i know it's it's a caternet the internet the cats are the internet's (laughs) official animal but like me and cats don't get on because it can't be two divas (laughs) it just can't like what do you mean um yeah so Random fact number four, let's see. Random fact number five, I love cultures and languages, similar to Mm -hmm. Eddie as well. I've lived in five countries, including Ghana, the other four being Saudi Arabia, France, the UK, and the US. And like Eddie, I'm trying to learn languages, you know, (laughs) more languages. So I speak English, I speak French, possibly. Mm -hmm. Each year it gets worse. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I speak three passing somehow somehow um i speak speak a bit of spanish and i'm learning arabic japanese and russian in that order so hopefully by the end of my life i'll have a good grip on all of those um number six i love the creative arts i love movies i love tv i love music obviously as you can tell our podcast music is one of the main segments we do because we both love music so much um, but yeah, I'm a bit of a film snob. Like anytime there's some po- how many of these films have you watched? <laughs> yeah, it's ninety nine out of a hundred. I've seen them all. Like I've watched every movie if I can. And, oh, you um, do? okay. I was going. I thought you were going to say I don't. I don't like. I'm I mean, not, I'm no. talking about good films, mm, like yeah. you know, Oscars movies or mm. no movies that are nominated for that kind of thing. Okay. I don't. Okay, I'm not gonna hate on Tyler Perry here, but. I don't watch <laughs> certain <laughs> genres of film. Anyway, and then let's see. In 2010, I think it was, uh, my friend and I um, wrote and directed a short film, which nobody has ever seen. What? I know. You better send it to me. So I'll I can make it in. <laughs> um, Random fact number seven: I've been tear gassed twice. Um, 
It wasn't fun. What? As you might imagine. Yeah. Mm. One was at a nightclub. Somebody was acting up, so they tear gassed the whole place. And because we were all in there, tear gas. And the second one was at the infamous VGMA Awards, oh. where Shatawala and Stoneboy yeah, decided to act a fool. And I was somewhere near the front, and I got tear gassed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Random fact number eight. When I was seven, my brother and I ran away. Um, <laughs> no way. Um, you, we you were pulled in, him into that. <laughs> we were in Saudi Arabia and we, we had passed a fun fair and it looked so amazing. And we're trying to convince our dad to take us and he was like, oh, later, later, later. So he's like, one day my brother and I were like, let's go to the fun fair. <laughs> So we lived on this oh, hospital, a, a large campus of a hospital. There was a hospital and they had housing mm. for the staff and mm. everything. And we just walked out the main gate and we we're so tiny that, you know, the bar, the thing that lifts up and down to mm. let cars in, we literally just walked <laughs> under it. So the security person who was in the security box mm, didn't even see, see us because we walked under mm. the So then we're walking, 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 walking. And then and finally one of us was like, ah, but do you even know where the car is? He was like, no. <laughs> So we were literally lost at that point. So we were just walking along the road and then some car stopped. I still remember it was a four wheel drive and some man was like, where are you guys going? We're like, oh, we're trying to go to the fun fair, but we don't know where it is. He's like, come with me. And so we got in the car. (laughs) We got in this man's car. He took us to his house and, you know, he gave us food and everything. It thank God he was a wonderful person, you know, because he had young kids himself, Mm. I think. And he had a dog. It was one of the first. You don't find dogs a lot in Saudi Arabia. It's very rare. I don't know why, but you. And somehow he called around. I don't know how, and figured out that we can't. Maybe he asked us where we came mm. from, and I think we said, "Oh, my daddy is a doctor or something." <laughs> so he managed to find out which which hospital um, where we came from, mm. and took us back and dropped us off, oh, and we managed to get home safely that night, well fed and quite happy actually. <laughs> And not, you know, in a ditch somewhere. So, Jeez, um, that yeah, gone. that could have gone seriously mm. left. But, yeah, please don't be please dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and try and run away. Um, number nine, I couldn't drink coffee until I was about 28, 29. I still oh. don't drink coffee much. Because when I was in high school and cramming for exams, I ended up having a coffee overdose. Oh. Like a real deal coffee overdose. Hyperventilation, heart oh. palpitations. Seeing things, hearing things. Um, I almost failed my exam, actually. Um, mm. So it was a very bad idea. So thereafter, even when I smell coffee, I'm like, mm. much less let it touch my tongue. So I would oh, go goodness. to Starbucks back in the day and just get cream and milk <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, please don't put coffee in there. They're like, okay, but at this point, it's a milkshake. Mm. I'm like, fine, don't put coffee in there because it oh, would wow. give me really bad heart palpitations. And so now basically coffee is like cocaine for me. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah. And lastly, random fact number 10, another of my random sources of hatred. Um, I hate Jerry from Tom and Jerry. What? That damn, <laughs> like I'm getting angry. If you put a monitor on me now, what? you'd see that my heart rate has spiked. What the hell is wrong that with That stupid mouse. Like I'm a Tom. St- <laughs> Look, at the end of the day... <laughs> Like, I can have a whole speech about this. Like, I'm not even joking. Tom is in his house. This is his home. He is the cat. He lives there. 
you are an invading vermin, filthy rat. And then you the come mouse, in, please. Whatever. Nasty animal. Instead of staying outside, you come into the man's house mm. and try and get him in trouble, make him look like a fool. <laughs> Is this where you're supposed to be? No, man. If oh, I were... God. Listen, I cannot deal with... Every time serious, he gets his ass smashed or something, I'm like, good, serves you right. Next time. Next time. <laughs> I don't understand why he even has fans. I don't believe this. Like, this is is serious. (laughs) Since I was a child, I've hated that damn mouse. I've hated him. And I've been hoping he died once and for all. And it's never happening. Anyway, so that's Tan (laughs) Ren. It's so intense. (laughs) It really, look, I'm very passionate about this thing. (laughs) So that's 10 random things about me. Yes, Amazing. I'm a very weird person. Fantastic. I try and disguise it, but I am. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so please, let's just random plug. If you haven't subscribed on one of the many, many options you have, please, please subscribe so. somewhere. Please like us on Insta, on mm-hmm. Facebook. Please leave us a comment. If you love the show, and I hope you do, please rate it wherever you are. Mm. iTunes, whatever, whatever. Mm. It helps us get discovered. Um, Also, we have to say thank you. I was just going to say, because we've we've been getting listens even when we stopped recording. People have been listening to the podcast. And that is absolutely... And from the... Like, we've charted in crazy places, like Saudi Arabia the other day. Amazing. Sweden. Um, Israel, like honestly, you guys have held us down something wicked. But mm. so, just thank you so much for thank that. You, thank Please you, keep thank supporting. You. Please keep telling people to tell a friend to tell a friend, yep. so on and so forth. I apologize that this is long. I guess I'm excited. So I've been talking <laughs> a lot. Um, and we'll see you next see week. You next time. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe, and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.